You're listening to the Savvy Social Podcast, the show for budding entrepreneurs who want to understand the how and the why of social media marketing. I'm your host, Andrea Jones. Let's get started. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to episode number 42 of the podcast. The show is brought to you by Social Report, the world's most complete social media management tool and my tool of choice when it comes to everything social media management from the scheduling to reporting and everything in between. Check them out. Click the link in my show notes uh, that takes you over to the website. You can get a 30-day free trial or you can just go to socialreport.com. Now, today's guest is Abby Herman, and we're going to talk all about how to build relationships on social media. Now, Abby is the owner of Right Solutions, which is a content marketing agency for service-based business owners who want to gain visibility for their businesses with personalized content, strategies, and implementation. She specializes in idea generation and content strategy and delivery so that her clients can keep on doing what they love in their businesses. She also creates courses to help newer businesses DIY their content marketing because she knows from experience that there's nothing more frustrating than not knowing where to start. Now, speaking of courses, actually coinciding with this episode, Abby's releasing a new course called Connect, Build, and succeed. Now you can click the link in the show notes for um, access to that course. And uh, the course is all about building business relationships, the relationships you really need to thrive. And uh, Abby really has done this herself by being guests on podcasts just like this one. Uh, So she really speaks about how to do that, how to get to speak at virtual summits, and so much more. Now, if you opt in to the course before April 30th, so that's April 30th, 2019, you also get access to a bonus that I am sending in, which is called The Secret to Getting Paying Clients Through LinkedIn. It's a masterclass that I only offer for situations just like this one, and huge hint, The secret to getting paying clients through LinkedIn is all about relationship building as well. So I think those two things, her course and the free um, offer bonus that you get when you sign up for the course before April 30th is all about that. Now, before we dive in, also want to give a shout out to my podcast engineer editor, Travis who is doing a lovely, lovely job with the podcast. You can check him out by going to Podcast Buddy. Um, For instance, there's a dog barking partway through this episode, and uh, he's able to get all or most of it out for me. So really great. Happy to work with you, Travis. Had to give you a shout out. All right, I'm done introing this episode. Let's just dive right into it. Abby, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks so much for having me. I'm I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, I'm really excited to pick your brain today because, I mean, I love just talking about marketing and content marketing and all of that good stuff. Uh, But I want to start at the beginning um, with your business. How did you get started with content marketing? Um, So the short version of the story (laughs) is that I was a... um, I was actually an elementary school teacher and um, I was a single mom 
and just needed to get a second job just to help make ends meet. And I didn't want to put my daughter into even more daycare than she was already in. So I started um, just kind of exploring things that I could do from home, landed on the website, uh, my school's website that I was working at at the time and found the company that developed the site. Um, and I approached them about doing some um, content updates for them, doing some writing for them. And um, it just kind of grew from there. So that was back in 2007. And um, then in 2013, I decided to leave my teaching job and run my business full time. Oh, that sounds like it would have been uh, quite a transition to go from, um, you know, teaching and doing this part time to doing the content marketing full time. Can you tell us a little bit about what that transition was like? Oh my gosh, it was such a difficult transition. So prior to teaching, I my degrees in public relations, so I did that for about five years before I went into teaching. But that was like, you know, almost 20 years before I was coming into um, this online space. And when I was in college, like the internet as it is now did not exist. Social media didn't really exist. And so, because I was in the early 90s. Um, and so it was a totally new world. Um, coming from an education background into uh, being a business owner, that was culture shock, <laughs> big time. Um, because I didn't know how to run a business. I didn't know all of the things that were included in running a business. I mean, like budgets and saving for taxes and all of that. <laughs> um, I'm very grateful to have a sister who is a CPA. So she helped me figure out that, that part of it. Um, but yeah, and then, and then just figuring out how to market my business. When I first started, I was... Um, Strictly doing, I, I was finding jobs in um, on websites like Upwork and Guru.com and places like that. Um, so my marketing was, you know, bidding for projects and severely underbidding at that so that I could get the projects. Um, and so discovering Facebook, I mean, I, I had a Facebook account, but discovering that there were business owners on Facebook and discovering that you know, people talk to each other and built relationships on, on social media was hugely eye-opening for me. I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, and okay, so let's talk about Facebook because I know that there's a lot of business owners out there who um, may be wondering how to leverage Facebook. And I love the strategy that you used with Facebook groups because I think sometimes we get stuck in Facebook pages and in like this broadcasting mode of like, here's everything that I can do, hoping someone will find that interesting. Yeah. But I like how you used Facebook groups to build connections. So can we talk a little bit about your, what you call your Facebook trolling strategy? <laughs> <laughs> sure. So, um, through my, my process of discovering how to run a business online, I hired a business coach who had a Facebook group and I was like a Facebook group. Like I didn't know what that was. This is, I think this was 2014 at the time, um, had no idea what it was. And so I started just, you know, figuring out, well, if she has a group, other people must have groups. So I started finding Facebook groups for business owners and I really, I literally went in and just kind of did a search. I just, you know, went into the search bar or, you know, went into the URL bar and just searched groups, business owners, women, business owners, um, you know, Facebook groups for business. I mean, just like 
you know, pretty generic terms. Um, and I ended up finding several groups, at, more than several groups. I found a lot of groups and I got myself into all of the groups um, and started just having conversations with people there. I started, um, if somebody asked a question that was related to copywriting or content marketing, I would answer. If somebody, um, you know, put a call out for, I need, I need help with this. I need a writer for this. I would go in and, and raise my hand. Um, and I was somewhat successful doing that, um, by just talking to people there was, I was somewhat successful, but when I really started to build relationships with people, I started talking to people who didn't necessarily need my services. I started talking to people who I thought would be fun to hang out with in real life. Um, when I met a few people in groups who were actually local to me, um, I'm in Phoenix and I'm in the far West Valley and I've actually found that we don't have a really good, um, we just don't have good networking opportunities for online business owners locally. Um, and so I found a few people who lived local to me and we hung out in real life and, and that's where I really started to find success in Facebook groups. Yeah, I love that you took an uh, online platform and translated it to an offline relationship. Mm -hmm. I think that that's a really good thing to highlight because sometimes we get stuck in the online space and keeping things online, and it's really just that first point of contact with a lot of our, our relationships. Yes. Um, so you talked a little bit about building relationships, and I want to pause here for a second because I know that there is some um, confusion or maybe some trepidation about what that even looks like. Like what are some of the things that you say initially to someone to build that relationship? So when I'm talking to somebody online, specifically in a Facebook group, um, usually we have, I'm talking to them because we have something in common. Either we have a similar challenge or um, I'm having a challenge that they can help me with or vice versa, or, you know, Maybe it's something in our personal life that we connect over in a Facebook group. Um, and so basically, I will just say, hey, do you want to hop on a call? Do you want to get on a, a coffee chat? And I think, you know, when I started doing that, um, I guess around 2015, 2016 or so, when I started doing that, I think a lot of people thought, oh, she wants to sell me something. You know, I mean, I think that that was initially the feeling that just in general, not just coming from me, but from anybody, they don't want to get on a call because they don't want to be sold to. Um, and so I made it really clear, like, let's just talk about stuff. Let's just talk about life. You know, it was it. And I literally went into those calls with no agenda, which strategically probably wasn't the best idea. Um, but I really like, I just wanted to talk to people. I wanted to meet them. You know, I came from, I didn't, I didn't realize that I was really, truly an introvert until I left teaching. And I was like, oh my God, I can breathe again. You know, like I don't have kids like trying to touch me all the time. I taught third grade and like, you know, I didn't have kids trying to touch me and hug me and I didn't have to talk to people all day. But then I started to miss it. So I just wanted to like build relationships with people. My teacher friends didn't understand 
what I was doing, you know, literally a couple of them thought I was sitting around eating bonbons all day. I had people showing up at my door randomly. Like I had a couple of friends who um, didn't work. And so they would just show up at my door and I'm trying to work here, you know? Um, And so I needed to build relationships with people who understood what I was going through. So we would get on calls and just talk. And a few of those, several of those calls led to long-term, you know, friendships. I have uh, one person who we meet twice a month for like half a day now virtually to hold each other accountable for certain things we want to do in our business. Um, They've turned into like peer-led mastermind groups that we've had. Um, They've led to clients. Like a lot of them have led to clients too. So just, you know, letting nature take, take its course they've led to clients um, with no real agenda. And, and some of them I've hired, I've hired them <laughs> or bought their book or whatever, because we were able to connect online. Oh, I love how powerful that is. Like the natural progression of relationship building is that you just kind of meet some people. Some of them turn into nothing, but some of them turn into, you know, further relationships, whether that be clients or you hiring them or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So um, can we talk a little bit about these coffee chats? Because I love this concept. And I think that um, as an introvert, it can be a little bit challenging. I'm an introvert as well. So when you're talking about, you know, being in your own space, not having people touch you, I was like, oh my gosh, I totally <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm, I'm all for that. Like I love my, my quiet space, even working in a co-working space is is a challenge for me. Um, Mm -hmm. but I love the coffee chats and conversations like these, like you and I are having because it feels like a really intentional way to connect with someone. But sometimes I get on these coffee chats and I don't know what to say. So do you have like one or two things you can suggest to us for starting that initial conversation with someone? So I have a, a calendar dedicated, an acuity calendar dedicated to um, coffee chats. And in that, I ask people um, for, I want to know what their website is so that I could go, you know, check them out ahead of time. Um, so I always do a little bit of research and just see who they are and what they do to see if I can make a personal connection. I have a question on the forum that asks what they want to talk about so they can tell me if they have questions for me or, um, you know, sometimes I forget between the time that I say, hey, let's get on a call. And then we actually have the call. So sometimes I'll forget like what it was that we connected about. And so usually they'll put down where does we connected and, and what they want to talk about. So, um, or how we connected. Um, so I find that that's really helpful. And then when, once I get on the call, um, I, I have a few questions in mind based on what I've read on their website. I usually try to figure out ahead of time, where are they from? Can I make a connection to that? Um, I try to, I have a, a daughter, I have a teenager. And so I want to find out, do they have kids? Is there something I can relate to them that way? I try to find that personal connection um, first, because I think that that is an easier way to build that personal, that personal relationship. It's not all about business all the time. Um, And then um, I just, you know, find out what they do, you know, some of the things that they're interested in, um, anything that I can, that I can ask them about that maybe I followed them on Instagram. And so um, usually I know a little bit about them before we actually get on that call. 
Uh, yeah, I, I think that's very important thing to kind of highlight as well is that you're doing your homework, you're, mm-hmm. you're taking notes, you're setting yourself up for success in that way. And I know you said you didn't really have a strategy, but I think that is a strategy. <laughs> I mean, it seems to have worked for you. Yeah, um, usually for- the people who I connect with are like, that's not strategic at all. That is just you know, well, I should say probably 75% of that is not strategy. It's me thinking this person sounds like they're a lot of fun. I want to get to know them. You know, there are a few people who I deliberately try to connect with online um, just because uh, of their community, who they surround themselves with. I want to be a part of that too. So I do, I am a little strategic there, but for the most part, it's just, I want to talk to people and, and, you know, build friendships. Yeah, I think that's so important. And especially for our our introverted listeners, because I know we have quite a few out there and I'm an introvert myself and I don't like surprise conversations. I like talking to people, but not without preparation. So this kind of allows for that preparation and then I can relax a little bit and enjoy it. But I don't like when people like surprise call or text or anything like that. I'm like, I wasn't prepared for this. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So how has your strategy with Facebook or with social media changed as you started building out your business and getting more of those higher paying clients and that sort of thing? What are some of the things that are working for you now when it comes to um, anything related to Facebook or just social media in general? Um, So a couple of things. So one, um, you asked me about Facebook group trolling um, (laughs) earlier and one of the things I did when I, I got into a lot of different Facebook groups, I started to realize as I grew as a business owner and as my business grew, some of those groups were not ideal for me, either because um, I didn't like the content that was being shared, I didn't um, really resonate with the people in the group, um, whether, you know, at one point I decided, okay, if my ideal client is not in this group, I'm not going to be in this group. I'm spending too much time in, um, groups and, you know, doing all the, the Facebook scrolling. So I actually created a spreadsheet to help me decide which groups I should stay in and which groups I could leave, I should leave. Um, and the spreadsheet was kind of elaborate and I basically listed all of the groups that I was in a lot. And then I, I figured out, okay, who are the common people? Like who, who is in multiple groups that I'm in? Um, and then I started to remove myself from groups if I saw if it was the same people over and over again, and it often was. Um, and then I also decided, okay, who is the person who is managing the group? Who's the, the owner of the group? And um, how active are they in the group? And if the owner of the group was not active, then I left because they didn't have skin in the game. So I didn't need to be in that group. Um, And then there were some other factors too that I included. Um, There was one group I left that uh, the owner of the group was extremely active, but also extremely negative. So (laughs) I took myself out of that. Um, And then I started thinking about, okay, where is my ideal uh, person that I want to work with? And I started to join groups um, where he or she was. Um, And several times that turned into, it's a paid group. So I started doing the whole, you know, pay pay to play. Um, I started joining groups that were part of a larger program, or it was a mastermind that had a paid option to it or um, 
it, it was a smaller group that had more active members in it. Um, so I started getting a little more strategic about which groups I was in. Um, so that's kind of what I did on Facebook. And then on Instagram, one of the things I did um, was I had, I, I started a conversation with a photographer um, who I just thought I loved her stories. So I sent her a direct message and said, oh my God, like she would take photos of food and you know she did weddings too and she just was really fun and upbeat in her stories so i sent her a message and we started a conversation and then one day she sent me a direct message that was a video and i was like oh my god <laughs> i didn't know you could do this <laughs> so i started anytime i not anytime a lot of the time when i was um, interacting with people in direct messages i was sending them videos um, and I had, you know, I got to introduce that just like she introduced me to videos. I got to in introduce a lot of people to the video um, because of that, you know, like we were, we were talking before, before we started recording, we were talking about looking at each other while we talk. It is so important. It is, we're so stuck behind our computer screens all the time that we don't take the time to actually look at people. Um, you know, we send Slack messages, we send emails, um, you know, instant messages on Facebook, but we don't actually look at each other. So that was huge for me. I have, you know, from that I've had people hire me. I had a couple people hire me because they were like, I was, I can't believe you responded to me in a, in a video. <laughs> and now they have the audio piece too. Um, that allows you to send a longer message. So I do that often also. Um, that's just been huge. I love that. Adding a personal touch to something that can feel very automatic, very, yes. very important. And um, I just talked about this recently with um, Tara McMullen over at um, What Works in that community, because uh -huh. it's something that I think is going to be key going forward in 2019 and into 2020 when we're all so digital. How as business owners can we stand out from all of these digital, almost impersonal feeling interactions? And so you're already doing that by adding in that video element, which showcases your personality and your professionalism as a business owner, but still using social media. I absolutely love that. Yeah. I, I you know, I mean, honestly, part of it was I don't like to type on my phone. It's so much easier to just shoot a video. And honestly, your video is going to one person and that's it. So I know everything you do online is open to, you know, anybody being able to access it, but you're not putting yourself out there. If, if doing Instagram stories is hard for you because you don't want to put yourself on camera, direct messaging like that with a trusted friend is a great way to build up some of the confidence to be able to do that. Yeah, for sure. Oh, I absolutely love that. Thank you so much for sharing all of these wonderful nuggets with us today. I feel like we've got a lot of takeaways. Um, so you're working on a program coming up. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, it's all about learning how to build relationships online. So um, I do, you know, my my one-to-one -one work is content marketing and I help business owners create the content and the strategy that they need. 
but the element that's missing is the relationships because you can't just put out content and expect people to flock to you. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Um, you have to actually put yourself out there yourself. You need to build the relationships with people online. So it's all about how to do that in a way that is very strategic, but that feels good, that, that works for you and your introverted self or your extroverted self, whatever you happen to be. Because there's a lot of ways that you can um, interact with people online and build relationships. And it doesn't have to all be online. It can be um, in person too. Um, I have an in-person event this week that I'm going to. I'm really like literally sweating over it because I don't like in-person events, but I know I need to put myself out there a little bit too. So, um, so yeah, so it's all about how to do that and giving you strategic steps that you can take to uh, grow your online relationships and feel more comfortable about it. Awesome. Yeah. That, I think that's so important because um, it, we're a little bit in this a broadcasting culture, like I said. And so mm -hmm. um, while that is a, an important element of it, uh, I think there's so much that happens with relationship building that's important. Um, and so I know you also have um, kind of like a free resource for us to get started there. I'll put a link in the show notes for that, but it's the online relationship audit. Yes. Okay, good. So I'll put a link to that. You guys can get started with that and then also check out Abby's course because um, I think it's so, so important. Thanks, Abby. Where else can we find you online? How do we connect with you? You can find me um, on my website, abbymherman.com, and that has links to all of my social media. I'm most active on Instagram uh, at abbymherman. Awesome. Fantastic. So we'll have those links in the show notes. Thanks so much for joining us today, Abby. It's been great. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Savvy Social Podcast. For links and everything we talked about, please check out the show notes by visiting SavvySocialPodcast.com. And don't be afraid to continue the conversation. I'd love to have you inside of the Facebook group. You can search for us on Facebook or simply go to SavvySocialCrew.com. See you there. Bye for now.